a potential indication the Pac-12 is going to stay together again. And a new potential media rights partner has emerged. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show. Thank you to everyone who has done so already. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So couple interesting pieces of news over the last, mm, I don't know, 24 hours or so. The stuff just just keeps coming out, and it's just, it is just too much fun. Also, some great mailbag questions later today in the show. So Arizona State's Ray Anderson, who is their athletic director, went on the record, on the record, not an anonymous source, not it leaked and he didn't want it out or anything. He went on the record and said, I don't remember exactly who he was talking to, quote, the Pac-12 deal may not be the projections originally contemplated, but will be a solid enough financial situation to keep this conference together, which has been my take the entire time. Now, the question is, what figures is he referring to specifically in there? It's hard to know for sure. My guess, again, this is this is my guess here, but I suspect the original figures that he alluded to in there that they're not going to reach are in like the high 30s to 40 million or so. And if you're George Klyovkov, that absolutely should have been your goal from the start. Whether or not it was attainable, whether or not you were going to be able to get that. Is it not your job as the commissioner to try and get the best deal possible and to shoot for the freaking moon? Of course it is. Of course it is. Does that mean it was ever realistic from us on the outside of like, hey, don't know if you're going to be able to get to that mark without the LA market. Probably not. However, that is my suspicion as to what he's alluding to there. Not going to be the projections originally contemplated, but will be a solid enough financial situation to keep this conference together, which is kind of what I've been saying for the last few weeks. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be amazing. It would have been better if USC and UCLA had decided to hang around. But they're not. But all the talk of the impending doom of the conference, I'm sure there are hundreds or thousands of you out there who think I'm being naive here. But here's the question I'd ask you. Why would Ray Anderson, if this wasn't true, why would he have gone on the record? And why would President Schultz up at Washington State have gone on the record? And why would all those presidents have signed their name to something saying the conference is committed to staying together? all within the last, what, 10 days or so? I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it means that that is the most likely outcome here. And they wouldn't be willing to put their names to paper and put it out there publicly if that weren't the case. If we were hearing radio silence from every president and athletic director and we'd heard none of this stuff, no statement, nothing from, from President Schultz or from Ray Anderson, then my concern level would be higher. But the fact that we've seen now three different remarks 
Maybe it's a false sense of confidence. I guess we'll find out. But I suspect what Ray Anderson said here is correct. And I don't think he'd be willing. Because if the conference were on the verge of just completely falling apart and schools were going to leave and all this, that, and the other thing, he would look so foolish and out of touch and ridiculous. And I don't see, like, what is the upside to him saying that if it's not actually true? What is he gaining? I I don't think he's gaining anything there. Um, On that note, (laughs) this tweet dropped just, uh, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Appreciate you guys being patient with the uh, different time drop of the episode today. But it worked out because I get to talk about this. So Brett McMurphy from the Action Network tweeted this out earlier today. Quote, Apple still has not made a formal offer for Pac-12's media rights, but Ion Television has emerged as a potential Pac-12 partner, sources told Action Network HQ. Ion TV is owned by EW Scripps Company, which has 61 local TV stations nationwide and launched Scripps Sports this year. (laughs) Ion Television. So for the last couple of weeks here on the show, I have speculated about whether or not it would be the names we've heard about in terms of the conference's media rights partners or whether or not George Klyovkov would pull some sort of rabbit out of the hat. Now, I can almost guarantee that a lot of you will hear Ion Television and think, what in the world is that? Now, I know about it for one very specific reason. I'm a huge fan of Criminal Minds. So over the years, I have seen Criminal Minds on Ion Television before. And let me tell you something. I have no idea whether or not Ion is actually going to get a winning bid here. Number one, it's a cable partner for everyone who's worried about not being on cable. But number two, if I could watch the Pac-12 game of the week on Ion Television and segue right into a rerun of Criminal Minds, I would be... On cl- I would want that to start this year, not in 2024. I wouldn't want to wait for that. That would be the most, I know I know. with streaming, I could technically do that anyway, but there's something about the immediacy of that. The, the, the post game wraps up or the announcers sign off from, from the broadcast site and we go right into a rerun of Criminal Minds. Dude, inject me with that. That would be fantastic. On a more serious note, I don't know if I can get more serious than that today, honestly. Like, just out of the blue. Had anyone... Great publicity for Ion Television, frankly. I'm doing my part for them here, but at the very least, that's what they gain. Now, is there an indication at this point in time that they're a serious player or that they, you know, are going to get a huge chunk of the rights? N- no, but this is also very new information. And I'm just doing my best to relay it and keep you guys uh, and, and any girls out there as well in the loop. So, um, <laughs> Ion Television, that'd be a blast. That would be that would be a blast. The thing that I'm curious about, whenever they say like, "Oh, this company's emerged, that company's emerged," all this sort of stuff. The thing that I'm becoming most curious about is how many different places are you going to be able to watch Pac-12 athletics starting in 2024. It, it, it seems pretty clear at this point in time that answer is going to be at least two. But then the question becomes, will it be three? Like ION is a linear television station. They're not, you know, as well known, obviously, in the sports world as 
ESPN, Fox, ABC, or, or all the other ones. But as Brett McMurphy noted in his tweet of the Action Network, they're owned by EW Scripps Company, which has 61 local TV stations nationwide and launched Scripps Sports this year. So that to me indicates something that's kind of similar to Amazon or Apple, that they're trying to get into that space. That, that to me is an indicator that, yeah, they, they could potentially be a player there. But the idea of having three different places to watch, like three different, like completely different mediums to watch games, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I can't wait for this thing. And I, I, you know, frankly, I just want the deal to come out by now because speculating on the one hand is fun. And talking about the idea of going from Pac-12 after dark to criminal minds, that is just like a perfect way for me to go to bed. Let me, let me tell you. Um, I mean, I'm in the mountain time zone right now. I'm based out of Southern Utah and, you know, Pac-12 after dark keeps me up pretty late. But then sometimes if it's an exciting game, I'll get like an adrenaline boost. So then I can't go to sleep right away. So if we went right into just a Criminal Minds rerun, man, I'd be so here for it. So unbelievably here for it. I'm here for your questions too, including about the Pac-12 network, which plays an interesting role in all of these talks. And FanDuel might play an interesting role in your gambling talks with yourself or your friends because they are the number one sports book in America. It's the midway point in the NBA season, and you can get a no-sweat first bet if you're a new customer up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can do a same-game parlay. You can bet the money line, point scores, threes drain, everything that you need is on there. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, if you can't tell, I'm I'm genuinely, I, I think I'm now rooting for Ion TV. I think I am. I really do. That's, that's how much I love Criminal Minds. It's an excellent show. Shout out to my brother for getting me into it. Shout out to Eric Lammerman for this question. Couldn't the pack maintain or enhance its presence on linear TV by improving distribution for its own network? And to what extent might partnering with Apple and making a few internal adjustments enable this? Ultimately, what I'm wondering is, does the pack really need a network partner to broadcast successfully on linear TV? The answer to that last question is yes. Because the Pac-12 network was supposed to be, in the eyes of Larry Scott, a new, innovative, ahead-of-the-curve, forward-thinking idea where they didn't partner with one of the big linear companies like ESPN or Fox or CBS or NBC, the way that every other university has across the country in some capacity. And they thought, no, we're going to be our own network. We're going to be our own channel here. And then they didn't get it on DirecTV, which was like a wah, wah, wah sort of deal. So I think that the history of the Pac-12 network tells you they do need that in some capacity. Now, the rest of the question here, could they enhance its presence by improving distribution for its own network? It is possible, yes, but they would need someone like an ESPN would be the most likely, or heck, maybe I on television, I don't know. Um, they would need someone to come and buy it, basically, to, to make it a part of, you know, more television households in the country. 
That, as I understand it, is not as likely as the Pac-12 network, both its infrastructure and its content, that being the athletics and the events that it actually streams. That's not, it's more likely that that gets taken over by whichever streaming service, Amazon or Apple, ultimately gets involved. That's what will most likely happen. It's not impossible that ESPN could decide, yeah, we do actually want to partner with this and make it, you know, part. And then you'll have some still have some content streaming on, you know, whatever, or whatever third party or second party or whatever is, is involved there. But the, the next part of your question, to what extent might partnering with Apple and making a few internal adjustments enable this? They're, they're, they're kind of separate questions. I hope I've explained that well enough. So if they partner with Apple in a major way or Amazon right? Who I still think could be a player here. And I'd be down for Amazon. But if they partner with one of those entities, the streaming company is going to take a lot of the Pac-12 network content, which includes basketball games. Yes, some football games too, but basketball, men's and women's, all the other kind of secondary Olympic sports, baseball, softball, that content would probably move over there. And it's probably best suited to be over there because it doesn't have a real strong appeal from a cable standpoint. And it, it's, I, I would say it's probably 85, 15 that the PAC 12 network, the infrastructure they have, whether that's, you know, broadcasters, directors, producers, camera crews, equipment, all that sort of stuff gets incorporated into the streaming partner that ends up partnering with the PAC 12 and buying the content. And then it gets kind of absorbed into it. That that's what seems to be the most likely outcome for the, the Pac-12 network and everyone that, that is involved right there at this point in time. It is not the only option for it, but I think it's the one that that kind of makes the most sense given it, you know the volume of content that is on there and the fact that if you're a streaming partner and you're coming in and you're buying content, you're, you're buying the rights to broadcast these, these Pac-12 events, at some level, what you want is volume, right? You, you want to have the, you want to have as many big games as you can, but you also need, you know, a volume of content, right? So the Big 12, for instance, will have some games on linear television, but will have a lot on ESPN Plus. But then their other events will also go to ESPN Plus. And so for the Pac-12, it makes the most sense, at least to me, that the network would kind of be on the streaming side of things. And, and, and I don't think it's particularly likely that an ESPN would come in buy the Pac-12 network and then use that to make it, you know, comparable to the ACC network, for instance, which can, you know, be watched in uh, the ESPN app if it's part of your cable package and all, and all that sort of stuff, getting into the, uh, the the details and whatnot and lost in the woods. We don't need to do that at this point in time. But does the Pac really need a network partner to broadcast successfully in linear TV? The history of the Pac-12 network tells us that the answer to that question is yes, because they tried going at it on their own. And that did not work very well. So I think you'll have the biggest games probably on cable in some form or another, whether that's ESPN or Ion TV, or I don't know. I mean, if Ion TV can get involved at this point, you just, you never know. You absolutely never know what's going to happen, which is why this is also curious. But also, I think that there is a, uh, a bit of a timeline issue of sorts for the Pac-12. I don't think you want this going beyond March Madness. And that's what President Schultz of Washington State said 
that they want to have it done by the middle of March, right? So they're going into March Madness. There isn't kind of that cloud hanging over the conference when college athletics take center stage in the United States in the sporting world. You don't want to have that hanging over you. You want to have some element of certainty going into that lest the pressure ramp up or people start to say this, that, and the other thing. Though at this point in time, the Pac-12 has also made it pretty clear, at least the presidents have, they're not super concerned about what uh, about what other people say or think about them. But anyway, uh, that's, that's kind of my answer to that uh, particular question. Another one here from KFP. This question came in via Twitter. One of the ways you can ask a question, YouTube comments, Twitter, at smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore Pac-12. Watching the newest show, this was from a couple days ago, watching newest show now, right off the bat, I have to say being on streaming doesn't allow fans to easily flip between games at half, breaks, etc., which I say will take some eyes away from games. Streaming can and will lose eyes. Pac-12 needs some linear TV. Thoughts? Agree on the one hand that being on linear TV helps with viewership somewhat, but also, that doesn't affect the financials of the Pac-12 because they're they're going to get paid the same pretty much regardless of what the viewership is. Because once you know someone pays, whether it's Amazon or Apple or Ion, ESPN, whoever, once they pay the Pac-12 and say we're paying you for the right to broadcast your events, it's then that media company's job to get people to watch to sell advertising for an amount of money that allows it to be worth it for them. So. It's kind of the Pac-12's concern in that they want as many people to watch their games and you know get brand awareness for as many schools as they, po- as they possibly can, but it's not actually their their financial problem in, in that sense. But with regards to the channel flipping thing, I think that's a really small portion of the audience. I, I totally get where you're coming from. Totally get it because I've done the same thing my entire life. Right. I remember watching college football games, scrolling through and seeing this game or that game and, and, you know, deciding to watch. But that's that that's making up. And look, I I don't have the exact numbers. I'm not a TV network executive here, but I can say with a pretty good amount of confidence that that's not how you get the bulk of your viewership. You get the bulk of your viewership by being in the right window on the right channels. But most importantly, I think having the right matchups. So Ohio State and Michigan was, I believe, the most watched regular season college football game of this year. Drew something like 17 million viewers. I have been watching that game most of my life because it's the game, right? It's got a name. It's got two big brands. There's usually a high number of implications. People are going to watch that game no matter what channel it's on. I mean, if you put that game on streaming, people would pay to watch it. They, 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 if they didn't have it already or they would try to find a way to watch it. But the the channel flipping thing, I, I again, I understand you because I used to do the same thing, but that's not determining a significant enough amount of your audience to where if you're the Pac-12, you'd say, well, if we're going to have 60% of our games on, on streaming and the Big 12 is going to be in that department as well, we're going to turn that down because we're worried about people who are you know channel surfing and getting them to tune in. You, know, you get people to tune in who are on the other side of the country or who are in the middle of the country by creating matchups that are interesting, intrigue on the games, players, big names, coaches, whatever, right? Like think about, think, think about the SEC for those of you that are Pac-12 fans out there. And I know there are fans of other conferences that have watched or listened to the show before, which I greatly appreciate. I love seeing people from other conferences comment on there. Some of you have nice things to say, some of you don't. And you know what? That's okay. Uh, you, you're not hurting my feelings that bad. So think about this. 
if you're the Pac-12 and you going forward have your biggest game every year in football, be Oregon and Washington, because those are the biggest TV draws, biggest brands, and they're also pretty high ceiling programs. They're the only two that have ever been to the college football playoff. How do you get people in SEC country to watch that? Yeah, you might have, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like this is a guess, but a 5 to 10% bump maybe of people who are just scrolling through and like, oh, I didn't know that game was on. I want to watch that. The way that you get a majority of your audience, if you're a TV network executive or a company or whatever, is you create a matchup that people want to watch before the game starts. So as a Pac-12 fan my entire life, I've watched a number of games, right? Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama and Georgia when they play, Alabama, LSU. Those games, those, those brands, those schools draw me to the television rather than just, you know, channel surfing and then selecting the game. And that's how you get more people to watch, right? That's how you get most of your television audience is you create a product that people are planning to watch ahead of time and you hype it up all week and then people want to tune in. And then you do need people to have the ability to tune in, which is why I think having a linear component to the deal is likely for the Pac-12 and important because you want people to be able to access your games. But I don't think that, you know, if, if a big game is on a streaming service and people can't easily flip to it, your numbers are not going to radically change because it's on that, right? Like say, just as an example, let's say Amazon became one of the media partners and Oregon and Utah were both in the top 10 and they played uh, and and their game was going to be on Amazon. You're not dramatically changing your viewership in terms of, you're not, the better way to put it, you're not dramatically changing the amount of interest in that game because it's on Amazon. The power of Oregon and Utah or Oregon and Washington or, you know, Colorado, maybe if Dion really gets things going, that is going to carry the weight for what will determine the viewership in addition to what channel it's on and what time of day it is on. But the time of day and the matchups, I think, are more important than where the game is actually broadcasted. Because if if suddenly there was, you know, a, a big game in, in the Big 12 that I wanted to watch, say, going forward, like TCU and Baylor, and it was on ESPN+. Plus, I'm going to have an interest in that game, whether or not it's on linear cable or not. And as someone who has ESPN+, Plus, I'm going to watch that game. So I, I think it accounts for a pretty small portion of of the audience there. But I do think that is an interesting question. I love the questions. Keep them coming. I think this media deal is coming in the next couple of weeks. I want it. I guarantee you I want it even, even, even more than some of you do. Well, some of you don't want it at all. You'd rather see the Pac-12 implode and everybody go in 50 different directions. But you know by now I don't share that particular opinion. So YouTube. Twitter. Keep the questions coming. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.